When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Hey, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SPORTSUB. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Out of a timeout. Fourth and two. Jones takes the shorter high snap from the gun. Throws it to the right. Picked off again. And running Get him along out. near side land. Get him out. Stepped in front of the intended receiver at the 45 of Dallas. And only a tackle by Smith-Schuster prevented another runaway to the end zone. Telegraph off the back foot. No zip on the ball. No break by the receiver. Time to get him out. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. It's Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin, and Nvidia Bank and Adrian Phillips have teamed up again for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of the Metro West. Patriots had no interceptions today, but they have donated uh, $2,000 this season. Nvidia Bank, honest to goodness, member FDI, uh, FDIC, member DIF. Uh, Patriots, we mentioned the wasn't just the loss today. That was bad. It was also the loss of Matthew Judon and mm. Christian Gonzalez, yeah. which we got a report from uh, Ian Rapport mentioned something about an MRI and a torn triceps or some sort of triceps injury. Um, and just to be accurate, I have that right here. Four. Uh, biceps tendon injury Four. for Matthew Judon. Judon, okay. Nothing on Gonzalez yet. Nothing, nothing on uh Nothing on Gonzalez yet, but that one uh, that one hurts. Stinks for him too because you know he gets d- defensive rookie uh, player of the of the month. He goes out there, he's doing his thing, he's going up against C D Lamb. When he goes out, they instantly go they to him. see. I mean, man. Let's talk to Greg Bedard. Let's get his thoughts from the Boston Sports Journal. Greg, uh, what was worse today? The two injuries to Judon and Gonzalez or the actual loss itself today? Uh, that is a very good question, Joe. Um, I'm not sure how to answer that at this point. I mean, considering a 35-point blowout loss uh, on 
national television where you're, you know, largely not competitive uh, is bad enough. Uh, I guess, look, I guess in the sense of every team has games like this, every quarterback has games like this, um, even though it feels horrible, looks horrible, um, they happen um, from time to time. Um, but, and so you can recover from those. Uh, losing your best cornerback and losing your best defensive player slash pass rusher. Um, and it looks like for an extended period of time, you can't just suddenly overcome that. So I guess I would have to go with the injuries. Mm. So uh, where do we start? Uh, the slow starts again. I mean, the team got into a hole again. It's their uh, third loss and third time they've been down by double digits. It's, what is it? What? Is, what? Is, why are they having slow starts? Because Dallas said we want the ball and we're going to score on them, and that's exactly what they did. Well, I think it's a couple things. I think um, I, I I don't love the game plans on either side of the ball to start these games. I mean, actually, you know, I thought you know, offense. I thought they came out well. I thought they were pretty uh, efficient early. You know, the opening drive was uh, was really good. Uh, one of the problems was that was the only possession they had in the whole first quarter. Um, so I think that the game plans have something to do with it. Um, obviously the turnovers have something to do with it, but to me, I just think, I just think it's the overarching thing with this team. And it's, and it's why some of us who watch this team all summer, who have seen championship level teams here previously looked at this team and just said, I, I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough really good talent. And when they get on the field against teams that have really good talent, they get outclassed and they might be able to, you know, play three deep safeties to keep the, the, keep the score down. Or, you know, maybe the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl loss and aren't quite clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, even went to overtime with Washington today. Um, and have have been overwhelming in their four zero start, um, you know, and, and to struggle with the Jets. I mean, to me, I just see to me the problem with this team is a lack of talent. I just don't think they have enough talent across the board, and, and some of it is bad luck with injuries. I mean, what they're going through in the offensive line isn't the ideal. Uh, even before Gonzalez's injury, being down Jack Jones and being down Marcus Jones at cornerback is not ideal. Uh, but it just it just showed you how thin this team was going into the season. Basically, if if they were going to have a successful year and to weather a really tough uh, first part of the schedule, you know, the, they were going to have things going to have to be perfect. They were going to have to have no injuries, and, and that's just not what has happened. So, you know, I think I think I haven't loved the defensive game plans. Uh, I think teams have have had their way with them early on. And then I just think an overall lack of talent on this team. Uh, Mac Jones' performance today wasn't great. He gets benched. Do you think Mac Jones is broken? No, I don't. I mean, he might be, but I don't think this game didn't screen to me that he's broken. Um, certainly, the film will be interesting on this game. I, I wasn't at the game, but I sent Mark, Mark Giardi from BSJ, and what he was telling me from press box level was that Basically, the Cowboys' game plan, defensive game plan, was it's sort of what I've been waiting for a team to do to this team, which is 
Mike, Mike, I think termed it as disrespectful Mm -hmm. in terms of they just got up on the Patriots, played a man to man all over the place and said, you know, you can't a get open or B hold up our pass rush with your offensive line. And I think that this was a, a collision of those two things. And I was waiting for somebody talented enough and, and aggressive enough to do that on defense sort of for a couple of years with this team. And uh, Dan Quinn was that guy, you know, that said, I don't think you have very much, you know, we're maybe we're not the greatest team in the world without Trevion Diggs at cornerback. Uh, but we're better than what you have. And so go nuts, you know, do, do what you want. Put three tight ends on the field. You know, we don't care. We'll, we'll rack up your offensive line. We'll stop the run. We'll get after you in the pass rush and you won't be able to get free. And, and Mac Jones isn't good enough to, to, to make us pay. So to me, that's what it was about on that side of the ball. All right, Greg, uh, we got a lot to dive into in this one. Uh, let's take one call before we go to break here because a lot of people have been – they're ready to go. Uh, Scott is in the car. Hey, Scott. Hey, Joe. Hey, Leroy. Hey, Greg. How you How you fellas doing? Good. 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 Uh, so my question is um, if, if – let's replace Mac Jones with somebody that's comparable. Let's, let's replace Mac Jones with somebody – that has at least a, a decent head on their shoulders. Like, let's say, I don't know, a decent quarterback. Um, hey, Greg, Greg, I don't know what he's going <laughs> to ask. I hung up. But, like, what, can anybody help with this? You talked about the well, roster construction. Can anybody help? Yeah, I, I think that I think that was the point that uh, that he was getting to was, you know, you replace him with some – top 10 quarterback well let's say all right let's just look at the other guy today Dak Prescott um who you know I think is a good quarterback but I don't think he's a great quarterback by any stretch I think he he benefits by having some good weapons um and and you know most of the time especially with two of his offensive linemen back he had great protection in this one uh so you know he he has good protection do I think things would be demonstrably better for the Patriots this year on offense I would think they would be a little bit better, but I don't think demonstrably better. I really don't. I just think uh, between what they're going through on the offensive line and, you know, we don't know whether Adrian Clem is capable of, of coaching these guys up with what they have to another level. And, you know, guys like Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster and the two tight ends that don't scare anybody, I I, I don't think it'd be that that much better. I mean, I've seen Dak have – games similar to this and and you know he has cd lamb so uh no i don't i i think this i think this is about the roster Mm -hmm. i'm I'm hoping that people don't make it all about mac jones i'm sure a lot of people will the people who don't want to doubt bill belichick ever but to me this is about the roster this is what you get when uh you're outclassed from a talent perspective all right greg i got uh bill o'brien questions on the other side um, I got my, I got three for you. So we'll have those. Suspect. He is. He, he is. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have that for you guys uh, here on the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots post game show. Uh, we do have Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joining us. And we see you guys line up on the phone lines as well. This is the Safety Insurance 98 Found the Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Gesicki in the left slot inside of Parker. Henry slots right on the outside, Smith Schuster. Elliott starts in motion left and then comes back to Matt Jones. 
Max summoning him with his left hand. Now extending the hands at first and ten. Takes the snap, dropping back, pressured up the middle, slings it down the middle, and the pass is caught by Gesicki. Crossing left to right at midfield. A grab under duress with Curse on coverage. That was a little sidearm throw here by Mack to avoid the pressure. Pressure comes from that left side. I think it was Parks Parsons that almost got to him, but it's a good catch by Gesicki dragging left to right. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. New England converted 10 first downs today, and with every first down, Credit Union Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. And Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal uh, is on with us. Greg, uh, it's the weekly Bill O'Brien conversation. Uh, This is what I have. Uh, on the tush push, maybe this is more of a Mac thing than anything, uh, but on the tush push last week, Mac Jones said he needs to get a little lower on the pads. Maybe he gets past the first down low, uh, lower next time, Greg. But I question the reason why they did that when they could have kicked a field goal. I understand being aggressive, and I've talked about being aggressive. But on that play in particular... Uh, I thought they should have settled for a field goal to make it a 10-6 game. What were your thoughts on the tush push and Mac Jones going lower after saying it last week? Well, first of all, them going for the field goal, why would that be a – did you say this is about Bill O'Brien, right? This is the Bill O'Brien segment? I, I, I feel like the play call, <laughs> the play call, why not the field goal? Okay. Well, that's not his call. That's but, Bill's so that's, call. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll blame Bill. All right, I'll go on. I'll, I, we'll get back to that. Okay, Bill, but no, I agree with you on the tush push. I, I, I totally agree with you. I thought that um, you have to know your personnel, and you know, number one, I thought it was a long one. I thought it was over one yard, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't love the Patriots line at this point in time. Um, I don't, you know, Mac Jones isn't exactly built like Jalen Hurts, who's got humongous legs and is built like a tank. Um, and also, you know, I think was Juju Smith Schuster behind him, pushing him again, you know, for the second straight week where you're just like, all right, that, that guy doesn't even, he's missing one knee and he's supposed to help Mac Jones, you know, push forward for about three yards. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It's not, you know, it's not who they are. It's not who they've been uh, with Mac Jones there. I would much rather go, in most circumstances, uh, in most games, I would rather go, you know, shotgun spread everybody out and, and pick somebody apart um, or have some sort of play action or something like that. Yeah, I I hated that. Right. And I also, I, and while we're on it, yeah. I hated not going for it on the first drive. There you go. Like, I thought that they should have come out and yep. been aggressive. I'm sure Bill O'Brien had a script uh, for that opening drive. Bring out your best stuff. Um you know, and try to get on top of the Cowboys and see how that might change the game a little bit. So so the plays I wanted to get on, the uh, the Pop Douglas play, Parker and Douglas ran into each other. And that's why Douglas got open. Uh, so I thought it was a bad play. They ran into each other. And that's probably personnel. The throwing to the sidelines, I just, it's been four weeks, Craig. Every single play that's determined on the sideline when Mac Jones is throwing, it's either too short. Like you mentioned the man-to-man they were playing. They were playing a yard off so they could jump in front of those balls today. I just feel like they should not run plays to the sideline. They're not working. They're not working anymore. Uh, and then when they're down 28-3 to three before the half, run the clock out, get out of there. 
Instead, Mac almost throws it into the hands of a defender. What was Bill O'Brien doing? Making those calls instead of running it out. I know you got to be aggressive. I know you're trying to stay in the game, but that was critical. And I just thought those Bill O'Brien play calls, maybe it is personnel. And I think we agree there's a personnel issue, but I think some of the play calls don't benefit Mac Jones either. So uh, the end of the first half scenario, again, that's a Bill Belichick call. That's his game management in terms of what he wants to do. He could tell Bill O'Brien, like, Bill, just just kneel on the thing. Let's get the hell out of here and try to regroup. Um, You know, but, um, you know, as far as the sideline stuff, uh, I I agree with you. I want to say probably that Dallas might have dictated that. Mm -hmm. Um you know, by probably the leverage that they played, um, you know, we're not maybe, you know, Dan Quinn's a smart guy. Maybe he said he saw what you saw and said, we're not going to let Mac Jones complete balls in the middle of the field. If he's going to beat us, it's going to be outside the numbers. We don't think he and his receivers can do it. Um, so I think that was part of it. And, you know, I, I was disappointed that we didn't see more out of the tight ends. I thought, I thought Mike Kosicki dropped, I thought yep. that was a drop it on was. the touchdown. I think yep. they had three drops in the first, like, three drives uh, of the team, which didn't help out the quarterback at all. And I wanted more Pop Douglas. I mean, the guy touches the ball one time, and he goes for 42 yards and makes a ridiculous play that even makes the announcers sort of get excited. And that's the only time he touched the ball in the game. I mean, you know, what what are we doing here? Uh, so on social media, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about Bill Belichick. They're not happy with him. Now, if, and I just wanted to emphasize, if Bill Belichick was on the hot seat, do you think the Pats would make a move during the season or afterwards out of respect? I think there is a less than 1% chance that they would uh, fire Bill Belichick during the season. I don't think they would fire him after the season. I think it would a be termed a mutual parting of the ways mm-hmm. or something of the like. But uh, I see basically no possibility that Bill Belichick is not coaching here at the end of the season. Wow, just out of respect. I mean, I you know they're they're not. I don't think the Crafts want to be on board with uh, running out the greatest quarterback of all time mm-hmm. and then you know firing. Uh, a coach that won them six Super Bowls uh, before and end of the season. I mean, you know, it's uh, – yeah, I don't see that happening. All right. A lot of people are calling for it. Uh, here's what Josh is in Dallas. Hey, Josh. Hey, hey is Josh on the line? I couldn't hear Josh. Anyways, we got uh, an update, Greg, on uh, Matthew Judon. Uh, suffered a lower bicep tendon tear during today's loss in Dallas. Uh, he'll be sidelined, but it's still uh, being evaluated how long he'll be out. So the loss of Judon is going to be uh, huge for this defense, Greg. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's, um, to me, he's the only blue chip player that they have on the entire roster for a roster that we just talked about, how challenged it is to to have upper echelon players. And so, um, you know, losing him, I mean, they do have some options. I don't think it would be, Completely dire, you know, Anthony Jennings has done a good job um, in spots. I do think that Keon White could be looked at um, to have more of a role on the outside, uh, you know, as a stand-up person. Um, Josh Uche might get a chance to play all three downs and possibly make make himself some some more money 
for the off season, but yeah, it's um, you don't want to lose your best player ever. All right, well, we have some good news today, though. If there is uh, good news, we'll have that. We'll share that with you here uh, on the other side. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. We got Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal with us as well. And uh, I know the Saints are are uh, coming to town next week. They lost. We'll take a look ahead of that uh, to that game as well. And I want to get back into the coaching matchup today. There was the uh, the old fake field goal and the extra oh. point. I want to get Greg's thoughts. On that one, of course, you're listening to the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show. Uh, but first, let's pause 10 seconds for station ID here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Now Jalen Mills is in the slot. Cornerback for the Patriots opposite C.D. Lang. Prescott on third and eight, being pressured by Wise oh. up the middle and then driven down and sacked by Uche. There you go. Patriots get to the quarterback for the first time today with a sack back at the 33-yard line. Fantastic job. Interior rush right here. You know, you get tied up. Um, Mills is late setting on land. He gets the jam, though. And I don't know if Dak wanted to go to him, and he came back to the left side. By that time, it collapsed on him. That's what you got to do. That's what I thought you had a chance at to start this game. It's a push-head edge. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show, the Defender of the Game, presented by 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, the company that finishes every job strong. Let them defend your home from any plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical issues. When your home can't wait, call 128. Visit call128.com. The defense today, Greg, uh, one of my one of my big takes all week was Dallas really struggled last week in the red zone. Like, they got there a bunch um, they couldn't put the ball in the back of the end zone. And I, I, I kind of lost touch after the fourth quarter today. I think they scored one touchdown in the red zone and they settled for field goals the rest of the game. But, I mean, considering Gonzalez went down and Miles Bryant came in, like they just attacked it right away and, and it worked. So when you look at the defense, I think they they tried to keep them out of the end zone and they did, but it just wasn't enough going down early for that offense. Yeah, Dallas ended up uh, one for four in the red zone. Um, you know, look, I'm sure there will be some Patriots fans who, you know, look at this and they'll see, all right, you know, they, they had three scoring drives in their first four drives and they only gave up two field goals and a touchdown. Okay. I mean, but, you know, each of those plays was at least 10 yards, uh, t- 10 plays and 70 yards. You had drives of, 70, 75, 73, three of the first four possessions. Um, that might have been a formula for the past Patriots teams, um, but it's not the formula for this team. I mean, they need to uh, they need to be more aggressive. They need to come out more aggressive. They need to uh, try to make game-changing plays early. I mean, I, you know, I think it just goes to, you know, back to, to talent and knowing what you have on the team. And, you know, coming out against the Dolphins and playing three high safeties, it might keep the score down, but is it going to win you a game? Um, maybe if Tom Brady's your quarterback, yeah, maybe it won you a lot of games. But it's it's a different time now. You need a different formula. You need to attack teams differently. I mean, you know, I, I didn't see the Bills playing a bunch of three high safeties against the Dolphins today. And they did pretty well on defense. I saw them getting after Tua and getting Tua off his spot and, and forcing him into bad throws and, and, you know, turning the ball over. And, you know, so, uh, you know, look, if you can slice it any way you want to, but 
I just I don't think the Patriots were good enough in any phase of the game. I thought there were mistakes littered in the first half that that got them down, uh, you know, by the score that they were at halftime, and you know, penalties, you know, offensive lack of execution, drops, special teams gives up a two point uh, conversion easily. They missed a field goal late. Defense gives up seventy yard drives on three of the first four possessions. It's it's not. All the way around, it's not good enough. What did you see on that uh, extra point um, that turned into two points? What did you see? Well, first of all, uh, Jeff Fossil, who is the Cowboys um, special teams coach, his nickname is is Bones. He's he's one of the best in the league. He's well-known around the league. He's one of the best. And uh, he obviously saw something on film, um, possibly related to the, the schooler uh you know, field goal and thought the Patriots might try something. And I thought they did a good job on the telecast illustrating that the Patriots um, on an extra point were selling out everybody, everybody rushed and which leaves you open to that sort of play. And so uh, credit to the Cowboys and just another area where the Patriots coaching staff was pants against the Cowboys tonight. Well, it was, it happened early and often. Yeah, it's funny because the school they got praised for the whole schooler schooler thing, right? And then here he is cheating in on the inside, and wow, I, it really was a nice call. Uh, and, and all day, I felt like there was something personal when it came to coaching today. I don't know if it was Mike McCarthy. I know you know him from your Green Bay days, but was this maybe a Dan Quinn thing today? It's, it seemed like something was personal out there from the coaches. No, I, I, I could see how you might say that. And maybe there is something, I mean, you know, the 28 to th- three thing, you know, haunts Quinn and, and will for the rest of his coaching career um, until he gets another opportunity as a head coach and, and, and wins a Super Bowl. But to me, I think this was more about Dallas got a, a rude awakening last week by the Cardinals team, which the Cardinals beating them was in the manner that they did was no fluke. The Cardinals won that game. It wasn't the Cowboys being inept, mm-hmm. um, even though that contributed to it. And I think it was just it was the it was the right kind of game for them to wake up and get everything together and be like, look, what to, what kind of team are we going to be? We're coming back home. We're playing New England. Uh, you know, let's let's have our best stuff. Let's be on top of our our, our game today. And I think they they were from the get go. All right, Daniel's in Burlington. What's up, Daniel? Hey, guys. Do you remember the scene in Jaws when um, Matt Hooper, a.k.a. Richard Dreyfuss, um, was getting into the shock cage and he had no spit in his yeah. mask? Okay, that's exactly what I just witnessed with Bill <laughs> Belichick's press conference tonight. He had no lungies, no spit, no phlegm for any of the reporters tonight because he's a nervous wreck. He's getting into the shock cage not knowing if he can survive the shock cage or get eaten by Jaws. Thanks, Dan. You got the, the, is that going to be on the game film this week, Greg? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's that, that's pretty good by Daniel. Um, I will say that, you know, on Belichick after the game, um, you know, a little bit more disheveled than he normally is after uh, away games. And to me, he looked like a guy who, you know, first of all, he, he talked about how, you know, they're, they're a better team than what they've shown. Um, and he and he judged that off when somebody asked a follow up about that. He said off the first three games. Um, yeah, I don't know where he comes up with that, mm-hmm. but to me, he, he looks like a guy who he doesn't have any answers. He doesn't know what button to push. I think it's because he doesn't have. He's left himself no buttons mm. 
to push. And, and I think he's, I think he's perplexed. I mean, their, their scoring has gone down. I mean, they've gone from what, 20 to 17 to 15 to three. And I think I saw a stat where this is the first, uh, first time four straight games that a Belichick team has scored uh, 20 or fewer points. And, and it's, you know, and I don't think it's just the offense. I think it's also the defense. They are, they they are no longer dictating games to people. They are being dictated to all over the place. Yeah, and I will say that I did like how when they when they asked the question, "Will Mac Jones be the quarterback next week?" He said, "Yeah." Um, so I actually like that. If he left it mum for another for a whole week, we'd be like, "Oh, here we go, Mac Jones, etc." Yeah, and I also think Joe that he, he you know he made it clear because you know when he was pulled with about three minutes left in the third quarter. Um, one of his last throws, he really didn't show a whole lot of effort on it. It was kind of those, he, you know, he really turtled. And um, thanks to one of my members over at BSJ, I think I'm going to just start referring to him as back foot Mac. Um, you know, the way he throws off his back foot and he doesn't get anything on the ball. And, yep. you know, one of his last throws, he just, he was off his back foot. He was turtling, just got rid of it, wasn't even close. And you you wondered if Belichick, like, looked at that and said, this guy's given up or he's surrendered. Ooh, like I'm getting, ooh. I'm getting him out of there. I mean, so, you, you have to ask that question. Do you, but think, Bill, he did? Do you think he gave up? I'll, I'll have an answer on Tuesday <laughs> okay. on about that uh, to tease it. Cause I got to see the film a little bit more clearly, but I do think it's fair to question that, but I, and, and that bill might've benched him for that reason, but bill made it clear and I don't see why he would cover for Mac if if he didn't feel this way, um, due to the way it seems that he feels about him. Uh, that it was because um, because on the whole, for the offensive performance, there was no point in leaving him out there anymore, and that he will be the starter next week. I thought that was significant. All right, I know Leroy's got another question for you. And on the other side here, I, I got good news at least. So I, I'll, 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 I'll end this on some good news today, Greg. We'll do that on the other side here. Uh, this is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. Uh, we're talking about Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. And you're listening to the Safety Insurance 98.5, the sports of Patriots Radio Network. Jones in the gun. Three receivers left, two to the right. Back pressured again. Rolls to his right, looks downfield, holds up, throws back oh. across the field, caught by Bourne on a bobble at the 30, and then he's tackled forward to the 35-yard line, a dangerous throw across oh the grade. Kendrick Bourne makes the play, and eventually is forced down by Deron Bland. Playing with fire, man. You are playing with fire when you go outside the numbers to the right and throw all the way back across the grain to the outside the numbers on the left, but you find a way to pick up 16 yards and convert. All right, this is the Shaw's Install Market Patriots post-game show with 16 completions by the Patriots today. Kesha's Law donates another 1600 which brings the Kesha's for college season total now to $9,700. The Kesha's Care Scholarship ensures financial hurdles uh, that will not prevent students from pursuing their dreams. That was a, a very bad pass uh, going uh, across his body, which is something you'd figured Mac Jones would learn by now. Uh, but we're talking with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Um, Greg, I, I, I wanted to give a little positive before we get out of here. Uh, I, I, I always kind of chalk this one up as a loss. Uh, I thought they would start one and three. So when the first four games of the season were announced, I thought one and three to begin with. But I think that the Saints is a winnable game, and I think that Vegas is a winnable game. So 
I know it's doom and gloom right now, but I still think they can be three and three going into Buffalo uh, in just a couple of weeks. Here, the Saints are off a loss; their quarterback is hurt. The Patriots are favored next week. Mac Jones has been great as a favorite against the spread, so I think these next two games are winnable. And at three and three, it's kind of like, all right, you got these six games out of the way. Now you have a big game against Buffalo to show what you are in the AFC East. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, look, I think the Saints game is going to be tough. Um, you know, I, I know they're pretty challenged on offense. Should be must see TV on Sunday uh, in that regard. But their their defense is normally uh, very stout, so I think that's going to be a tractor pull. Um, Vegas is going to be tough because those coaches know the Patriots so well. Um, you know, it, it, basically this this season is almost a, a stretch of you know one game seasons now where you know they they need to have these next two games to give themselves um, a chance. And, and if they pull out wins the next two weeks, I'm sure there's a lot of Patriots fans that are going to be talking themselves into this team has turned a corner. They, you know, bottomed out. They'll look back at KC in 2014. We'll see if Bill says we're on the New Orleans this week. Um, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with your thinking. I think, uh, I think I had them one in three. I think most people had them one in three. It's certainly a disheartening, um, one and three after this one, but uh, team, like I said, teams and quarterbacks have these types of game. Even Tom Brady had games that two two games that were uh, that were worse passer ratings than Mac Jones put up today. Um, so you know we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, just to go back to today's game, uh, typically during post game press conferences, we used to seeing Bill Belichick, Mac Jones come out. Bailey Zappi was the first to come out today. Do you read anything into that? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I saw that. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Mm. Um, I, I can't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure who, who does that. I'm sure Bailey Zappi, uh, jumps at any chance to be <laughs> in front of a microphone yes. and at a podium. <laughs> um, and, and certainly some of his answers were interesting, especially the first time when he was asked about, uh, does he support Mac or something like that? And he gave some, you know, horse crap answer about mm-hmm. how, you know, he, he gets pre- prepared and he's looking at this and that. And then he he actually said Mac's name after the follow-up because somebody like tried to pin him down. Like, do you support Mac? Yeah, I support Mac. Um, you know, yeah, I think that girl's really good looking. And, you know, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. I mean, so uh, it was all very bizarre. Mm-hmm. This team's in a bizarre place right now. Uh, they need They need to get right quickly. Uh, Leroy's theme of the show today is uh, Mac may be broken. I know he asked you that earlier, but on the sideline, he he gave Zappy kind of like the dap and then smiled. Um, in any locker room, Greg, you're in. When you lose, there's not a lot of laughing going on after losses or even on the sideline. Uh, it was a tough week for Mac Jones, but do, do, what do you think about the smile on the sideline? I just felt like it was a bad look for him. Yeah, it's quite possible. I didn't notice that i'll have to go back and and take a look at it um you know i do think there's a there's a sense that you know it, when things are are so bad you just you know try to to make things uh, a little bit lighter but you know i think i think everything with mac is in question at this point and should be uh and and obviously we know about the colin cowherd stuff from this week um I think we all know that Mac's body language, uh, when it's not right, it affects his play. Do you think anything from this week, uh, be, not being suspended or fined or anything like that, 
for what happened a week ago. Do you think that affected his game at all today? No, I just think the Patriots were um, outgunned, and he made some really stupid decisions, and that's what happens when you play a really good team on the road in this week. In this league, it can turn around uh, you know, very quickly. All right, let's wrap it up with some calls here. We got uh, Gray in the car. What's up, Gray? Hey, Gray. I'm not in the car, but uh, anyways, as a Pats fan, it feels like um, this is rock bottom here. I mean, we know we have a quarterback that he isn't the guy, you know, and we we just lost probably our two most exciting players on our roster in Gonzalez and Judon. And it just feels like, you know, at this point, we know Zappy isn't valued by the Pats. There's there's nothing to look forward to this season. It's just a, a very sad state of affairs. Oh, doom and gloom, Greg. Well, I mean, you know, he brings up a, you know, a, a viable point. I mean, if, if, if Mac Jones is not the guy, and I'm not ready to say he's not the guy, um, you know, I, I do think that if you if you build your team a different way against certain quarter uh, behind certain quarterbacks, you know, like for example, like Tua, you know, I, I don't think Mac Jones and Tua are all that different in the grand scheme of things in terms of talent, but you know, in terms of play caller and talent. Um, it helps lift up the quarterback a little bit. And, uh, but be that as it may, you know, we could get an answer this season on Mac Jones if it's not Mac. And they obviously don't love Bailey Zappi since they released him and exposed him to the whole league. Like, what do they do at quarterback? Um, I, I don't have a really good answer. I did see that. I think that as of right now, they have the seventh pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were probably inches away of a Randall Cobb Hail Mary of having the first pick in the draft. I, I've already seen people I'm blowing up my Twitter saying that they need to, you know, just start tanking. And, you know, it, I think that's going to be a very real conversation uh, after this week. But, look, that's that's for fans in terms of the team. They just need to figure out how they're going to start playing better football. I mean, I, I do agree with Belichick that they're better than this. How much better? I'm not sure. But um, like you said, they have two sort of get-right games. They got to crawl before they can walk. Um, and we'll see if they can do that this week against the Saints. All right, we'll take uh, the final call here with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. It's Rich in Dallas. Hey, Rich. Oh, hey. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Listen, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm just here at Dallas to watch the game. I'm driving home. Very embarrassed. Very embarrassed there were about 40 percent of the fan base is from new england and guys i don't know what to do i mean mac looked awful i mean just we were embarrassed and i'm just i'm lost at what to do i can't believe i left that stadium and with my head down and with 40 percent of the fan base being from pat from patriots and they were, we're all sitting there going this is this is bad. This is bad. This is embarrassing. I don't know, guys. What do you think? All right, uh, Greg. Well, how do they uh, how do they move forward into Saints Week? Uh, I think there might need to be a players only meeting. Um, I know there were rumors that they had one. I think they they might need one um, early in this week. Um, you know, because it's it's got to be about the guys in the locker room. And the, you know, look, the coaches did did not cover themselves in glory today either. Uh, everybody 
has to get better. And, you know, luckily in the, in the NFL, you only have one game a week. So, you know, that's, they just need to focus one game at a time and they need to get better. And that goes in, in every phase. I know it's bleak. It looks bleak right now, but um, you know, they can do it. I, I think that they, I think they're better than what they've shown and they just, they need to worry about these next two games, take care of business and we'll see how they look uh, at the back end of this. All right, Greg, uh, what do you got going on in the Boston Sports Journal this week? Oh, lots of fun breaking down the film um, on this one. And uh, not sure quite what I'm going to write off of this game. I think I'm going to take a closer look back at just, you know, the first half and watch that back and and see where things went wrong. And uh, specifically on on the plays where, you know, Mac Jones had errors. Um, Yeah, and... uh, We'll, we'll be hitting the film hard this week, that's for sure. All right, and you're in on Tuesday with Felger Mess. Yep. All right, big boy Tuesday. I'm going to be there this week, Greg. Uh, Jim, oh, Jim, boy. Jim's out, so I will be here. And <laughs> I know you'll have your magnifying glass, and I'll be right there to uh, to listen to it with you. So uh, I'll, we'll see you on Tuesday, Greg. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy Greg's work over at the Boston Sports yeah. Journal. Thanks, All right, see you, boys. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. There's Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. It is interesting. After a bad loss like this, where do you go? <laughs> like where do, where do you start? I went Bill O'Brien. You went coach. I went coach. actually. You actually went Max Broken. <laughs> yeah, Max Broken. But you know what's funny to me? You know, I heard a few things while we were talking to Greg Bedard. Players only meeting. He thinks that should happen. He said Bill looked like he was lost. Hmm. And this is the post game press conference. Like he was out of buttons to push. Ooh. This is what he said. Save this. So, okay, I want Leroy's okay. list. Okay, Leroy's list. Following the loss today. We'll do that coming up next. We'll get a look at the headlines here on 98.5 The Sports. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Hey, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SPORTSUB. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Hey, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now 
and sign up with code SPORTSHUB. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. This Sports Hub On Demand content is brought to you by Coors Light. This football season, Coors Light once again wants you to win a personalized cameo message from me. To enter, scan the QR code at participating bars, restaurants, and package stores, or just go to CoorsLightFootball.com and enter the keyword Patriots. And then be sure to get game ready with ice-cold Coors Light all football season. Because as we all know it, there's nothing like game day in New England. Coors Light, made for football, made to chill. 